Je luister na die stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo 89.8, 90.9, 95.8 as well as www.vocfm.co.za My name is Mohamed Fasik Peterson a voice little groggy this uh, evening but uh, of course with you right up until 9 o'clock inshallah and uh, you're welcome to call us uh, rather WhatsApp us uh, on 47913 072 238 0712 SMS lines, WhatsApp lines are open this evening. Of course uh, uh, tonight uh, um, we will be looking at another uh, important, uh, should I say, upcoming event and this is also a commemoration at the same time. In the program MGC Speaks this evening we'll be looking at the Nakba and a upcoming march uh, planned uh, to uh, should I say, signify uh, and symbolize the solidarity with the Palestinian people, particularly in the sense of um, the displaced land. Uh, we, we are, of course, talking about 1948 occupied Palestine, uh, a uh, non-violent protest called the Great Return uh, March is being planned uh, here in South Africa and I believe abroad as well. We'll be chatting about that a little bit later on, inshallah. I mean, we'll be speaking to some stakeholders. I'm hoping to speak to Khalid Sayed of the ANC uh, Youth League, uh, Western Cape, he's the chairperson. Also, Reverend Edwin Ad- uh, Addison, who is the uh, chairperson and of the National Coalition for Palestine. And then also Mona Hassan Hendricks, National Director of the Al Quds Foundation, will be joining us. And Haji Yunus Ali uh, will be doing the logistics for the march that we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Of course, uh, the Nakaba, uh, uh, which will be commemorated um, uh, on the 15th of May. Uh, this will be, of course, uh, the date that uh, is identified also for the special march. And uh, as we mentioned, a non-violent march uh, in solidarity with those people who have dis- been displaced. So the Great Return March is a call for the return of displaced Palestinians to the occupied territories of 1948 occupied Palestine. And uh, of course, tonight we'll be delving into all of these issues. You're welcome, as I mentioned, to WhatsApp us or SMS us this evening and share your views um, on uh, the on the topic and of course uh, uh, perhaps we might be able to throw in a question here the, uh, which you have addressed to our guests so we'll be trying to get hold of them in the meantime but of course uh, uh, we will also be bringing you some beautiful sounds this is I think quite fitting for the evening uh, we'll be playing you a track Beruch uh, by uh, Ijaz sit back, relax and enjoy FM Stereo, this is the Voice of the Cape, and of course, uh, welcome to the program MJC Speaks uh, this evening. Now, of course, uh, um, we're tonight looking at uh, Palestinian solidarity movements uh, who are hoping to reignite the Epic Gaza demonstration in 2014 with a mass protest action on the 15th of May, known as Nakba Day. Nakba Day marks the expulsion of hundreds of thousands of Palestinians from the homeland, which led to the creation of the Zionist State of Israel. Uh, The public action will be led jointly by the ANC and Muslim Judicial Council together with other organizations in protest against Israel's recent killing of innocent Palestinians in Gaza, including youth and journalists. Since, uh, um, I think as as, as, uh, early as today, uh, Israel has killed about 45 and injured more than 1,500 Palestinians who have been participating in a non-violent protest called the Great Return March, a six-week series uh, 
of demonstrations will be taking place primarily every Friday along the border of Gaza and Israel. Uh, over 75% of the Palestinian people living in Gaza are refugees whose homes are in Israel. The UN has demanded that Israel allow the Palestinian refugees to return, but Israel has refused. This evening we speak to various guests who will be taking us through this topic and as mentioned, we'll be speaking to the uh, African National Congress, of course. Uh, unfortunately, Khalid uh, Sayed will not be joining us, but we will be speaking to uh, Faiz Jacobs, uh, Provincial uh, Secretary of the uh, ANC. And then also, uh, we'll be chatting to Reverend Edwin Addison, uh, Chairperson of the National Coalition for Palestine. And uh, then also, uh, we're joining by Mona Ehsan Hendricks, uh, National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation, and Haji Yunus Ali, uh, who uh, will be doing the logistics for the march, uh, which is scheduled to take place on the 15th of May uh, 2018, which corresponds with Nakba Day. Uh, but of course, uh, in the meantime, while we're getting our guests on, um, again, I welcome you to send your, your WhatsApps, your SMSs, 47913-072-238-0712. We may ask it one or two of those, uh, if time allows. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we start off with our first guest joining us online now, Reverend Edwin Addison, Chairperson of the National Coalition for Palestine. Reverend, good evening to and welcome to Voice of the Cape. Uh, good evening and welcome and, and thank you for having me um, and also evening to the listeners. Reverend, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and of course, um, you know, when we, whenever we speak about Palestine, um, the situation continues to become more and more dire. As I've spoken, uh, when when this brief was typed up for me, uh, the, the tally stat stood at about 30 uh, Palestinians killed. And I was recently notified uh, by a news editor that the tally has now reached about 45 Palestinians yeah. who have been killed. So certainly the, 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 the statistics are becoming out of date uh, day upon day. Yes, it is getting worse, and and Israel, as as Bishop Tutu said in 2014 um, at the Gaza rally, uh, Israel is simply a bully, um, and they because they are not being held accountable for their actions, they think they can do as as they wish, um, but uh, the time has come for citizens of the world to hold them accountable, and this is what. The march will be about on on the fifteenth. Now, um, if we look at uh, the international solidarity efforts currently underway, um, w what are some of the initiatives uh, that are giving more prominence to the Great Return marches? And uh, when we look at uh, this, this this concept of Great Return, um, obviously we understand it from a superficial point of view. But what are uh, you know uh, organizations such as yourself uh, saying about the significance of these of these marches and this kind of awareness? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's important to know that the Palestinians themselves, uh, they are uh, almost, almost out of desperation in a way because the world is not holding Israel accountable. Um, they are putting their bodies on the line um, and, and we really salute them uh, for their valiant efforts um, to, to hold Israel accountable and also to show the world what is really happening. Uh, and exposing this um, this the, the sort of racism um, from from the Israeli regime, and so I yes I think uh, from the side of the, the National Coalition for Palestine, we want to highlight this um, because we want to show the world 
that uh, the dignity of the Palestinian people are, are absolutely important. Uh, and we want to highlight this and affirm the dignity and the right of return of, of the Palestinians. Now, uh, what do you make of the... Um, you know, the, 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 the resolutions uh, uh, reached by the United Nations in terms of uh, the, the state of the Palestinians, and I read out in my introduction once again, that uh, um, there was a, a call uh, to uh, have Palestinians return to their land. This is seen as an illegal occupation. Uh, there is yes. no legal standing for it, um, according to, you know, whichever legal expert you speak to uh, on international law. What do you make of, of, of Israel's uh, vehement, you know, uh, um, the, a denial of this and, 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 and a refusal to, to, to you know, uh, accept uh, any sort of, 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 of um, should I say, uh, intervention from the United Nations side uh, from a diplomat- diplomatic point of view on the issue of Palestine? Um, I think, you know, we are, we are sort of South Africans and we, we've had a similar experience when um, people in this country were denied the rights. The UN um, started standing up, but the UN alone um, could not could not enforce things. Um, it is when the when the whole world community, including your local citizens, starts um, to protest against it, it's then when things begin to move. Um, I always remind people that uh, in the 1980s there was there was Reagan in in the US, there was Margaret Thatcher in the UK. There was Helmut Kohl in Germany, um, and they were all supporting uh, the system of apartheid, uh, and they were refusing sanctions against South Africa. Um, and it was only when we went to the local people, we, we called the for people-to-people sanctions, um, and, and housewives in Germany started uh, to boycott apples um, in the shops in Germany. It's only when those things start happening uh, that uh, that the regime has to listen, and then you know the other things like sanctions on banks and those kind of things uh, then began to take its toll. So um, ultimately, I, I think if I had to um, make an appeal, I wouldn't make the appeal to the UN and to the governments of the world and so on. I would make the appeal to the people directly and say, uh, find ways to ensure that that Israel gets. Um, uh, isolated and becomes uh, known as a pariah of the world. It's only when that when that starts happening, uh, then we'll begin to see movement. But Israel won't listen. They won't listen because no one holds them accountable. And the citizens of the world will have to start doing that. Reverend Edward Harrison, chairperson of the National Coalition for Palestine, please do stay with us. Uh, I have more to ask you, but of course I also want to acknowledge my next guest, Mona Ekstan Hendricks, National Director of the Alcus Foundation, who joins us now. Mona, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Uh, to all the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, Palestine uh, Africans, and uh, good evening to uh, our honorable colleague, uh, the Reverend. Good evening, Mona. Uh, of course, uh, tonight uh, um, again, uh, and I mean, we've uh, on the program uh, focus on Palestine. We've we've uh, uh, continuously highlighted the issue of the Nakba, and once again uh, on the fifteenth of May, this event will be will be commemorated. Um, so, uh, when we look at uh, the historical narrative, um, and I just want to maybe go back and 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 look at uh, the Nakba in terms of its significance but also exactly what happened for those people who are yet to discover yet to uh, 
understand or are hearing about this word Nakba for the first time? Indeed, the word uh, Nakba in Arabic literally means a catastrophe. And it is important to place on record again tonight that the Nakba of the Palestinian people did not start uh, during the year 1948, neither did it end in the year 1948. And therefore, historically, it is important for us to contextualize uh, all the, uh, uh, the, the chapters that unfolded and preceded the actual day of the Nakba, <coughs> the 15th of May 1948. I uh, wish to take the opportunity just to uh, draw the attention of the community that this year, of course, is the 70th year of the Palestinian people uh, that will uh, be recollecting the pain of dispossession, uh, the pain of ethnic cleansing, uh, the, the pain of having been uh, torpedoed uh, of the uh, Nakba, which then literally is converted into what uh, the Arabic-speaking Palestinians call Nakba ila Nakba, from the catastrophe to the situation being appealed. And so 70 years in the year 2018. But then also I want to draw the attention of the community not to forget that last year, 2017, the Palestinian people had to painfully recollect the historical uh, Black Day in the chapter of uh, the British mandate uh, under the Balfour Declaration when, of course, the land of the Palestinian people was promised uh, to another community and in this particular instance, of course, to the Zionists. It is in programs of this nature that I think even our terminologies and our expressions need to be accurately. And I prefer that when we talk of Israel, we refer to it as the rogue state of Israel because I am not about to legitimize uh, Israel in any of my programs, the radio programs. So it is the rogue state of Israel because when we begin to unfold and explain the painful chapters of the Nakba, then we also have to remind the community that 2018 is a recollection of 70 years of the Nakba. If 2017 is a recollection of 100 years since the Dalfour Declaration, then in 2007, the Palestinian people had to recollect the pain of 40 years of the occupation of the city of Al-Quds, referring back to the occupation of 1967. So 1967 to 2007 gave us approximately 40 years. It seems that the time calendar has not been very friendly to the Palestinian people. It is in light of this, again, that I think all of us in South Africa, not exclusively the Muslim uh, Judicial Council, not exclusively the Al-Quds Foundation, the NC4PA and uh, all the activists, we have taken this responsibility 
And I must take the opportunity to salute the Reverend for the brilliant initiative that is now taken by Kairos uh, South Africa. And Kairos South Africa is known for their work. And particularly, I support, as a former president of the MJC, I support and I ask the community to support the call of Kairos South Africa and the BDS and everybody else associated with the vigil of prayer for the Palestinian people on the occasion of the 70th anniversary of uh, the Nakba. Uh, mm. It is very important for us to remind the community that it is a chapter of disposition. You know, the brilliant intellectual and academic Edward Said, who, by the way, was a Christian Palestinian, in his writings, uh, Politics of Disposition, when one begins to read and study and research and listen to the pain of the Nakba, you have no other way but to believe in the principal articulation of Edward Said that when the Israeli occupation and Zionist occupation deals with the Palestinian people, it is a history of political disposition. But now on that note... Uh, 17 and all the dates that follow has been a systematic program of dispossessing the Palestinian people. Mona, on that note, we're going to go for a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue online. I have my next son, Hendricks, uh, National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation. Also joining us is Reverend Edwin Addison, Chairperson of the National Coalition for Palestine, uh, acronym NC4P. When we come back, we continue talking Nakba and the upcoming March for Palestine, uh, which of course is uh, is termed the Great Return March. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM Stereo. Welcome back to MJC Speaks this evening, uh, looking at the upcoming uh, Great Return March and also uh, the signifying the uh, the commemoration of the 15th of May, which is uh, known as Nakba Day, um, a day where thousands of Palestinians, uh, and today, this year is the 70th anniversary thousands and thousands of Palestinians were expelled uh, from their homes um, in which is now occupied Palestine and uh, of course uh, the what what has been done is that uh, various uh, Palestinian organizations have come together um, in uh, participating in what is a non-violent protest march called the Great Return March which is a six-week series of demonstrations taking place primarily every Friday along the border of Gaza and Israel uh, over the 75% of the Palestinian people uh, who are living in Gaza, of course, signifying that. But of course, um, when we look at uh, uh, this march, we will also see that there are efforts here in South Africa and elsewhere around the, wo- around the world linked to this particular this particular protest to try and bring about awareness on the, on the greater spectrum, on the greater platform. Before the break, we spoke to Monaks and Hendricks, uh, just sketching in the significance of, of Nakba Day. And also, I want to now go back to Mona and ask the question, if we look at, um, obviously, we've sketched the historical narrative um, of, uh, of, of the Nakba Day, but how do we tie it in to what is currently happening in uh, Palestine, 1948 occupied Palestine, and the trustees that we see there, how do we begin to interpret Nakba uh, in the context of 2018 Palestine? 
Yeah, in fact, uh, Brother Fasih, uh, what is happening today in uh, uh, Palestine, in the occupied territories, uh, in the 1948 area, in the West Bank area, the 1967 area, in the Gaza, the Palestinian people in the diaspora, all of them, it is the continuity, uh, it is the continuity of the pain of the Nakba. And when I said earlier on, the Nakba did not start in 1948, neither did it end in 1948. One of the great initiatives that the Palestinian people embarked upon for a number of years is what they call Hakul Awla, the right of return or the aspiration to return back to the country. And therefore, on the 70th anniversary, the Palestinian people decided to collectively call it uh, the great uh, return. So this is the aspiration like uh, 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 Dr. Uh, Abu Salman or Abu Sita, Dr. Salman Abu Sita, says in his register of the depopulation of Palestinian villages that remember the Palestinian people have no other intention except to return back to their country of domicile, to their land of birth. And so the Great March uh, signifies that the Palestinian people are uh, resilient enough. They have not yet compromised. They remain in charge of the keys of their homes. And the only aspiration they have is to return back to their country of birth. How difficult it may seem to the uh, international community, the Palestinian people in their resistance over the last 70 years will have to be supported by the international community. And we believe that the Palestinian people will achieve their objective of the return back to the land Palestine. Uh, now, I want to go back to Reverend. Uh, are you still with, him, with me? Yes, I'm okay. here. Um, looking at uh, um, uh, how, how do you view the Israeli occupation forces, uh, I mean, in terms of the excessive use of violence on, you know, Palestinians uh, peacefully protesting? And we've seen, we've seen that, uh, you know, for the last 10 to 20 years, the world has watched, you know, there have been videos on YouTube and Facebook and social media has been, you know, uh, has been covered with, 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 with uh, you know, horrific videos of Palestinians being gunned down, Palestinians being brutalized, uh, Palestinians being, uh, being attacked. How, how do you, how do you view this, 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 this occupation and the excessive uh, use of violence uh, in, in, in a society today uh, in, uh, where, where uh, most countries in the world are run by democracy, where, where it is unacceptable, where, where this, this, this sort of, of, of um, should I say, uh, uh, th- uh, not even third world uh, kind of, 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 of treatment of, 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 of the people uh, is unacceptable anywhere else in the world where there's a democracy, yet we see in Palestine this kind of violence. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I think the last thing we must call uh, apartheid Israel is, is a democracy. Uh, that country is not a democracy. It, there's a military occupation, uh, a brutal military occupation of Palestine. We we, we have observed observed, um, and this uh, occupation, of course, is supported by uh, military hardware uh, from from the USA, from the UK, and other parts of the world. Um, and uh, you know, we should really also salute the, those activists in those countries. 
who are calling for a, for a complete arms embargo um, on the apartheid state of Israel um, because uh, it seems to us now that that the Palestinian people um, are even being used as uh, as a kind of sort of training uh, area for for new weapons that are that are coming out. It's it's it really is. Uh, the height of evil that is happening there, it, you know, one can call it demonic, actually, um, because uh, the people are treated in this particular way, and, and the world uh, on the whole is keeping silent about it. Um, and so that's why I, I come back to this, you know, um, it doesn't it doesn't seem to move people um, so much anymore, these sort of pictures of, of you know, of what's happening to the people there. It requires a doctor from Norway uh, to, to travel around the world to tell people what is happening. It, it requires uh, the various um, people from the World Council of Churches and other bodies, you know, who, who go around the world who can tell people what exactly is happening there. And as uh, they tell people, they are, people are beginning to open their eyes, and I'm really hoping that this will, this will strengthen the hand of those uh, Democrats across the world who are calling for an arms embargo against uh, the apartheid state of Israel, because they are using uh, these weapons uh, on the Palestinian people, knowing that, that uh, the major forces of the world will not hold them accountable. Now coming back to Monex um, Mona, um, if 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 we if we look at uh, um, the events that are planned here in South Africa, and every year, uh, uh, every year we we, we look at uh, uh, you know some form of protest happening here in South Africa and elsewhere around the world, in highlighting the 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 the, the, the plight of the Palestinians, but the, the the question is how important is education uh, of uh, for instance, you know the Balfour Declaration. How important is education of of the, of the community around uh, the Nakba itself and the significance of itself to give people context? Uh, we've heard um, we've heard uh, what uh, Reverend has said in terms of uh, you know nowadays on social media these these uh, videos these these posts are being shared so so widely that um, there's almost a emotional disconnect. How important is for us to educate people so that um, when it comes to these issues not only will they be able to you know ha- have the right view and the right uh, uh, you know opinion of, of what's happening there uh, you know unfiltered by social media and and uh, mainstream bias but also in order for 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 for, 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 for true activism to rise from that uh, absolutely you are correct uh, the process of educating our community and i think this is one of the areas that we try to prioritized uh, uh, in our community and particularly uh, Radio Voice of the Cape for the many years that we are conducting the programs on the radio and yourself. Uh, it is precisely because the intention of the Al-Quds Foundation has been to educate our community. Uh, the truth of the matter is that uh, during any time of uh, chaos, knowledge and accurate information is the most powerful tool we will be able to increase the activism and the commitment of our community if they are better informed, if they have the authentic information in front of them, and if they are educated about uh, the process. So therefore, the Nakba 
And uh, as much as we call for the support for this big march that is going to take place on the 15th, inshallah, and shortly I think Ajiyunas will give you all the logistical arrangements around that, but we are here tonight again to call to the community to come out in the great numbers on the 15th, and from now till the 15th, inshallah, we hope to take uh, all the necessary initiatives and we call upon uh, the leaders out there in the community, the Muslim community, the Christian community, the Jewish peace-loving community, the rest of South Africa, to support this initiative on the 15th, the political establishments, as we have heard, to, call the, uh, to support the initiative for the 15th. We have to educate our people, and I must agree with you, because there are many, many details. As a classical example, uh, when we say that the Nakba did not start in, uh, uh, in, during 1948, it did not end in 1948, we have to talk about the massacres that preceded the day of uh, the Nakba or the months of the actual Nakba. And amongst the very famous massacres that took place is the massacre of Diriyasin. That is a very painful history of uh, how the Palestinian people suffered. Uh, we have to educate our community because by the 15th of May 1948, the actual events that transpired on that particular day makes it, in actual fact, being called a Nakba. When the British uh, mandate uh, left uh, uh, the city of uh, Jerusalem and, of course, uh, virtually... Uh, it was given on a platter, and Ben Gurion shortly after that uh, pronounced uh, the state of Israel. In fact, I only the other day realized that it was in the first 11 minutes after Ben Gurion made his statement and announced the state of uh, Israel, the rogue state of Israel, within 11 minutes after that, the United States of America pronounced their support for the establishment of the rogue state of Israel. So three major events on this particular day. And of course, it is then classified as the Nakba. We have to talk about the millions of Palestinian people that found themselves scattered around the Middle Eastern countries as refugees. I recall that Sheikh Mohammed Amin Fakir, uh, uh, our senior in the Muslim Judicial Council, used to tell us on more than one occasion when he went to study in Makkah in the, in, the, in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s when he was there, he said the first time that he learned about the word refugee uh, known in Arabic as allergy is when he went to Makkah and that time a refugee was referred to as a Palestinian. And so we still have to talk about the chapter, the painful chapter of more than six million Palestinian refugees who live in the refugee camps of Sabra and Shatila, who live in the refugee camps of Mukhayyamul Yarmouk, who find themselves scattered around uh, these various countries, and uh, their only hope is to return back to uh, their country. And so, yes, I agree with you. The process of education is very, very important. Uh, maybe as a final point, uh, Brother Fasir, we have to talk about uh, the Zionist concept that they've developed uh, known as the Delet Plan. And the Delet Plan uh, has been the mobilization 
the depopulation of Palestinian villages, mobilize these Palestinian communities, cluster them into groups, move them out of these villages from one side to the other side, and the Dalet plan was in fact the momentous Zionist development that where somebody in his country of domicile becomes a refugee. People mm. are living today in the Gaza and they are refugees of their country of birth. People are living in the West Bank and they are refugees of their country of birth. This is uh, despicable and acceptable. And the community today in the 1948 area that stands against the, uh, or rather, in the front line facing Zionist occupation on a day-to-day -day basis is indeed the 1.3 million Palestinians who live in the historic Palestine of 1948. Uh, on the note, we're going to go for a break. When we come back, we'll continue. This is uh, MJC Speaks this evening. We're looking at uh, Nakba Day, uh, which is commemorated on the 15th of May 2018. And of course, also uh, the return, called the Great Return March, six-week uh, series of demonstrations taking place uh, uh, primarily every Friday along the border of Gaza and Israel. And of course, the 15th of, uh, of May, we'll see a protest march here in South Africa as well. When we come back after the break, hopefully we'll have uh, Haji Yunus Ali with us to give us... Die luister na die stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM Stereo. 91.3 from Stereo, the voice of the Cape, uh, MJC Speaks this evening, looking at Nakba Day and uh, the Great Return March, also uh, the protest march plan for the 15th of May, uh, which commemorates Nakba Day. Uh, we're now joined online by Haji Yunus Ani, who is uh, the um, coordinator uh, and, log and uh, logistics person for the march uh, taking place on the 15th of May. Haji Yunus Ani, assalamu alaikum and welcome to VSC once again. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to the listeners of VOC uh, and to Fasir and everyone in the studio there. Uh, it's a pleasure having Haji with us once again. Uh, obviously, um, uh, when we talk about the 15th of May, uh, we expect this to be quite a huge protest march. So, um, off the bat, firstly, um, what are some of the um, what are some of the safety precautions um, that have been taken for this uh, particular march? Assalamualaikum. Uh, funny, um, we had, we had a, a press conference about three weeks ago. And in the conference, Alhamdulillah, there was many, many media and, and, and TV people there. Alhamdulillah, there was, for the first time ever we experienced, there was uh, a lady there, a journalist from the Jewish community. Her first, her first answer uh, was that, our first question, Marvok, first question was, um, we're looking at the march. Will this be? Will there be any safety, and and, and for for the people in Cape Town, and then the will, will the will the properties and things be damaged if you look at a, a, a huge march in the Cape Town area? Being um, raising this is that you know they bring just people in to our uh, uh, um, to our meetings and to our. Uh, conversations we have to put some negative things to the media out there we need to say to the community alhamdulillah 
The MGC and the Al-Quds Foundation has a very, 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 very good track record with the council and uh, the police and the, the law players for the protest, for any march that you do. So, yes, I want to say we already have many things in place. And not all of the stuff you will mention over the radio, but we want to say for now there will be a meeting called the 13th of May, which is this coming Sunday at the Darul Islam, at the Darul Islam Mosque. And that meeting will be at 7 o'clock. We urgently ask all our people that support us for all the years and all the marches that we had to please come to attend that meeting. That meeting will be part of the logistics and to work out our security around the protest. So yeah, an urgent, an urgent appeal, again, Sunday the 13th of May, we will have, at 7 o'clock, we will have a meeting at the Darul Islam Mosque. Once again, this protest, yes, as we say to, for the Palestinians, but we call on, we call on all, all people out there, not only the Muslims. We need all of them, the Jews, the Christians, to come and support us in this event, in this effort. Because we can't, like Mandela was saying, we can't celebrate our freedom. And yes, the Palestinians don't have the freedom. Hajin uh, this uh, unfortunately we are running out of time, so I just want to get to the march on the 15th of May. Uh, what is the start point? What is the end point? And uh, basically, is there a call for marshals as well? Yes, there is a call. That's why I mentioned on the 13th, Sunday the 13th of May, we, we urge the people, all the marshals, and all the people that want to support for the first time can come at 7 o'clock at the Mosque Darul Islam. That is for the marshal and for the security. Then... Uh, our starting point, like normal, will be at the Mule Street Mosque. Opposite from the Mule Street Mosque, we will proceed to the Technicon, where the, uh, where the starting point is at opposite the Technicon, opposite the Technicon in Kaizakra. We will start there from 11 o'clock. We will proceed towards from Kaizakra down to Darling Street, into Edley Street, down Spurn Street to the Parliament. And that will be at 11 o'clock. Our return date our, from, from there, from 11, by half past 12, we should return from the parliament after ending over the memorandum. We will then proceed dispersed from there back to uh, Mule Street Mosque. Inshallah, I mean, Hajinus also just uh, once again, um, your call to those who will be participating on the 5th of May. Um, obviously, there are certain rules in place uh, and a certain code of conduct. So if you could maybe just take us through, you know, those rules that uh, um, the organizers would be putting in place to ensure that people do follow a rule of law and also uh, uh, conduct themselves, uh, you know, uh, attuned to, 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 the, to the event or the occasion. Yes, yes, we urge, uh, we urge the people, uh, all our supporters for all the years, they know the norm, but every time it's important for us to lay down the ground rules. For instance, um, yes, whoever comes, and that we normally do at, at, the, at the start of the march, but it's good to have it now, and to explain to our listeners and to the people who will definitely come and support us, that um, firstly, um, there's no covering of faces, no weapons, no swearing, no violence, in fact, this is our trick record that they know they can depend on us that in the marches that we conduct so far, 
it's very peaceful. Even if it's a hundred or ten thousand, Alhamdulillah, with the with the with, with, with the leadership, um, the MDC leadership, and the reverence and all of them controlling it from the truck with our marshals, we will say, please, brothers, come out, support us. All the people out there, we need each and every one uh, to come and support us there, and. Um, that is part of the ground rules. The, 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 the day of the march, we will definitely spell out the rest of it. Inshallah. Shikha so much, Haji Yunus, uh, for joining us this evening. And uh, we may the event be a success. May the march be a success, inshallah. I mean, uh, we'll hope to chat to Haji soon, inshallah. I'm Shikha Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We're, trying to, we, we're still uh, trying to get hold of uh, Faiz Jacobs, uh, Provincial Secretary of the African National Congress. But in the meantime, still with me, Mona San Hendricks, National Director of the Al Quds Foundation, and uh, Reverend uh, Edwin Addison, Chairperson of the National Coalition for Palestine. Um, Reverend, I just want to go, uh, go back to you quickly. In, in, in one minute, your call to the broader public, um, you know, on the importance of the march on the 15th of May um, and the significance. Significance of, of highlighting, uh, you know, the the plight of the Palestinians, particularly in the context of today, uh, with the intensity and the increased violence um, upon uh, Palestinians in the occupied territories. Yes, if I could just um, make one uh, very concrete uh, um, call, and that is that uh, there's a place in in Palestine called Lubia, uh, and Lubia is one of the villages of Palestine. Uh, where the people were, were marched out of, of the place um, and the houses were burned down and so on. And many people don't know this, but that little village today is called South Africa Park. I've been there. Um, it, 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 had, it bears our name. It has our flag flying there. Um, Zionists in South Africa took South Africans uh, to go plant trees there, not explaining to them that this is where Palestinians used to live. So we, as part of the march, we should demand that our name not be used in that particular village um, and, and that our flag not be hoisted uh, in, in that, in, in Lubia. Uh, Jews, the South African Jews from Free Palestine, they actually visited Lubia and they made a documentary, Heidi Grunebaum made a documentary about that and it's important that people actually watch uh, this documentary in preparation uh, for the 15th of May, and then on the 15th of May, everyone come out, bring your neighbors, bring your friends, uh, and we will we will show the Palestinian people that we want to preserve their dignity and, and their right to return. Reverend, I want to say thank you so much uh, for your contribution this evening. Thank you for joining us, and uh, um, perhaps we chat soon again. Uh, all thank the you. best, and have a fantastic evening further. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings to you and also to, to Mulana uh, Ishan and Haji Haji Yunus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mulana uh, Ishan, two minutes left. Uh, just uh, final comments and, uh, and and a call to the community, particularly the Muslim community, ahead of Nakba Day on the 15th of, of uh, May, inshallah. Yes, uh, Brother Muhammad Fasih, and again, thank you very much to Reverend uh, Edwin and to Haji Yunus. And yes, I must say that the Palestinian uh, community uh, expect, they expect, and I emphasize, uh, to see the resilience of the South African community. And it is not an exaggeration to say, uh, over the many years of my travels uh, to Palestine, the occupied territories, 
having attended many international conferences with the Palestinian people. South Africa is a destination of hope for many Palestinian people. And therefore, when the information goes out that the South African community will be having their demonstration and the march on the 15th, believe me or not, without any exaggeration, it becomes a great motivating factor for the Palestinian people. And so my own call to the community is come out, not in your hundreds, in your thousands. On one occasion, Brother Muhammad Fasih, we guided ourselves by the fact that the biggest demonstration in a post-apartheid uh, period in South Africa was the Solidarity March we had for the Gaza. We uh, are committed that this march on the 17th, 70th anniversary of the Nakba of I the mean. Palestinian people in the spirit of the Great March return will be the greatest march that South Africa has ever seen, inshallah. inshallah. I call upon the community and it will be on the eve of the blessed month of Ramadan. It will be a day or two before Ramadan. So in the spirit of Ramadan, in the spirit of the South African nature, the solidarity, please, the schools, everybody, mothers, fathers, Muslim, Christian, uh, Jewish community, everybody, please come out in your great thousands that day so that we will be recorded in history to be part of a very decisive moment at a decisive time of the history of the Palestinian people aspiring to return back to the country of domicile for the freedom and the liberation, insha'Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Manash, we can so much for joining us uh, this evening. All the best, inshallah. I mean, perhaps we chat soon again, looking at uh, uh, 1948 occupied Palestine. Uh, may the march be a success, inshallah. All the best. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And that's it for MJC Speaks this evening. And of course, uh, once again, Nakba Day being highlighted. And uh, that, of course, taking place on the 15th of May. Uh, a specific march planned uh, from Kaiserkracht all the way to Parliament and back to uh, Kaiserkracht on the 15th starting at 11 a.m. There's a, there's a meeting planned on the 13th of May at 7 p.m. to look at logistics at the Darul Islam Masjid uh, and of course uh, they will also, there's also a call for marshals um, on the day inshallah I mean well from myself Muhammad Fasih I speak to you again it's been a company I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and uh, have a fantastic evening further Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Iqra, <laughs> ukhaya,